Coming up, we're talking a new driver for Roth Motorsports, the Flow Racing late model schedule, last night's iRacing results, and more. Let's go. Today is Tuesday, November 23rd, 2021. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. We're definitely at a point in the year where I'm not quite sure on a day-to-day basis what we're going to have to talk about on the show, as most tracks and series are obviously done racing for the year, and things are going to kind of get into a lull. So like yesterday, I start working through an idea for the show, and then through the afternoon, things kind of start happening, and then all of a sudden, you've got a list of news items and topics to talk about. So we had some driver news and new schedule. So let's kind of dive into all of the things that happened yesterday. After a successful first season as a full-time World of Outlaws driver, James McFadden will sport new colors in 2022. As it was announced yesterday, he will take the reins of the Roth Motorsports 83. Before this season, the future of the Roth car seemed to be secure with the addition of Aaron Reitzel. The three-time and defending All-Star champion started 2021 with a decent amount of success in the 83, picking up four wins before things went super sideways in July. If you might remember, Reitzel was busted between Ransomville and Weed Sport with a chassis that had tubing that didn't meet the minimum thickness and was subsequently suspended from the series. Reitzel and Roth then parted ways, and Casey Kane ended up finishing the season in the 83. As for J-Mac, after missing the opening stretch of races as he waited on the birth of his first child in Australia, a strong season plus the loss of Reitzel paved the way for McFadden to win Rookie of the Year with the Outlaws. He ended the season with two wins, 20 top fives, and 52 top tens in 72 appearances, driving the Casey Kane Racing 9 as a teammate to eventual champion Brad Sweet. For next season now, McFadden moves into the Roth 83, but don't think this means he's leaving or getting away from KKR. Whether they will admit it publicly or not, the 83 will continue to be a joint venture with KKR as it was to finish the season in 2021 with Casey at the wheel. For some evidence, McFadden's crew will consist of his 2021 crew chief Justin Adams, plus crew guys Rob Beatty and Gary Padalero who are longtime KKR guys. I'd bet pretty good money that when it's not on the road, the 83 will be housed out of the KKR shop in Mooresville, North Carolina. If you're Dennis uh, Dennis Roth, though, this isn't a bad move. It's not the first time a partnership like this has happened, and the 83 now gets a proven outlaw winner plus the support of a championship-winning organization like KKR. Seems like a win-win to me. This move does mean we lose the KKR9 full-time from the series, so it's a net loss in terms of cars, but I wouldn't be surprised if that car ran part-time again with Casey behind the wheel. Can't see him just hanging it up after running so many outlaw shows in 2021. So looking at the outlaw field for 2022, you can figure Brad Sweet, David Gravel, Carson Macedo, Donnie Schatz, Logan Schuhart, Sheldon Hoddenshield, and McFadden are all in as full-timers. I'd also assume Craig Kinzer and Jason Sides will be back. I don't uh, don't know anything specific about Brock Zierfoss or Wayne Johnson, but I haven't heard they aren't coming back. It was also an off year for Jacob Allen after some promising showings in 2020, and I've uh, kind of heard some unsubstantiated rumors about his future. But until we know otherwise, we'll count Jacob back as well. That leaves us as twelve uh, leaves us at twelve full time drivers plus the addition of Spencer Basin in the CJB five car to make it thirteen. There's also the talk of maybe another possible addition or two, but we'll just have to kind of wait and see what plays out. 
you're looking for some open wheel racing tonight, the USAC Midgets are headed to Merced with only three races left in 2021. Talked a bunch about the championship battle between Buddy Kofoid and Chris Windham, and things will get settled this week between Merced and Ventura. The gap is 18 points right now, but that can be made up pretty quickly with the USAC format. And Merced in 2020, Buddy had finishes of 12th and 2nd, while Wyndham was 15th and 17th. Timez and Tanner Thorson were the two winners those nights. The Merced race has actually closed out the year last season as Turkey Night was scrapped because of COVID. Justin Grant is coming off that win on Saturday night in the Hangtown 100 at Placerville, and he leads all drivers in average finish over the previous five races at 3.8. Really hope you're tuned into these races this week as I think things will get very interesting. The midgets are always elbows out anyway, and with the title on the line, it will get ramped up just that little bit more. And if you need additional reasons to tune in, Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott are racing again, and Elliott is making his winged sprint car debut behind the wheel of the Tarleton 21. PJ Peterson posted a video just this morning of Chase making laps in the sprint car from yesterday, and he looked pretty damn sporty. If you're an East Coaster, you'll have to stay up late for the West Coast start time, but it will definitely be worth it. If you can't get to Merced tonight, you can watch it live on Flow Racing. Even though their first year was racked by weather-related postponements and cancellations, Ben Shelton and Mike, uh, Michael Rigsby and the people at Flow Racing are coming back in 2022 with the Flow Racing Night in America Late Model Series. Yesterday, they released a 12-race schedule for 2022 that includes some new tracks plus more money for competitors. Each of the first 11 races will pay $1,000 to start and $22,000 to win. The final two nights at Sonoya paying ten dollars and $53,000 respectively. As it was in 2021, the majority of the races will take place midweek to allow competitors to stay focused on their local tracks and series commitments. Schedule for next year looks like this. They'll open April 12th at Eldora, then go April 27th to Brownstown, May 11th to Spoon River, May 12th at Lincoln, May 18th at Marshalltown, June 1st at Tri-City. August 2nd at 34 Raceway, September 13th at Fairbury, September 28th at Atomic, October 6th at Tri-County, October 11th at 411, and the finale November 11th and 12th at Sonoya. The November 11th race, that 10,000 to win show at Sonoya, will be a non-points event. On top of the raised event uh, purses, the points fund will also pay out an additional about 20 grand uh, through the top 10, with the champion now getting $30,000. The release doesn't specify, but I'm assuming that competitors will again be allowed to not run all of the races and still uh, remain eligible like they could in 2021. The plan for 2021 was that guys could run seven of the 10 races and still have a chance at the championship. Jonathan Davenport was the champion in the inaugural season, holding off Kyle Larson in the standings. Race winners in the first season read like a who's who of dirt late model racing with names like Davenport, Moran, Larson, Pierce, Shepard, and Owens all claiming victories. The series was great for us race fans this season, adding in some midweek shows when normally there wouldn't have been any. I know some folks, uh, like Lucas Series Director Rick Schwally, aren't a fan of Rigsby and Shelton kind of uh, piggybacking off other events, but I kind of think that's just the nature of the beast right now. Gives the racers some in-between shows to make some additional money, and the series can take advantage of having big names around to race. If you'd like to see the full schedule for yourself, you can find it at flowracing.com and dirtondirt.com. Here's to hoping they have some better weather next year. Extreme Dirt Car Series announced a schedule alteration yesterday for the upcoming weekend in Tennessee. The Grinch 40 at Volunteer Speedway has been canceled, and the event at I-75 Raceway has been moved from Sunday, December 5th, 
to Saturday, December 4th to take its place. No reason was given for the cancellation of the event at Bulls Gap, but the track's future has been in question this year as the current owners have been trying to sell the track. Ross Bales is the current series points leader after the first two rounds at Lancaster and Cherokee. The loss of Bulls Gap means that there are now five races remaining for the off-season late model series, including the aforementioned I-75 date, plus stops at Lakeview, Cherokee, Livonia, and Modoc. For more information, visit ExtremeDirtCar.com. The iRacing World of Outlaws World Championship was in action last night for round number two. The series took on the virtual Kokomo Speedway, and for the second straight week, we had a first-time winner. Hayden Cardwell and defending champion Alex Bergeron were the talk of the series last season, and they started together on the front row. But Evan C., who had to transfer in from a B-main, rolled some hot bottom and went from 18th to the lead by just past halfway. He stayed locked to the bottom all the way to the finish and ended up uh, winning by nearly two seconds over Cardwell. Even though he didn't get the win, it was a nice bounce back for Hayden, who didn't even make the feature last week. James Edens, Bergeron, and Logan Rumsey completed the top five. Last week's winner, Blake Majulis, finished ninth after starting near the back. Definitely some good racing last night, especially for the lead between Edens, Bergeron, and Cardwell. A lot of slide jobs and some good racing, and then see uh, late in the going. If you missed the action, you can rewatch last night's broadcast on the iRacing YouTube channel. Round three of 10 is next Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern when the series takes on the Bristol Dirt. There are two shows on the streaming schedule today, both of those happening over on Flow Racing. They've got the first night of USAC National Midgets and those 360 sprint cars from Merced Speedway, plus Flow 24-7. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Hope you have a good Tuesday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.